Come with me, we're going on a fantastic cruise. Pick your destination with news tips and reviews. But here is an item you might not have thought of. All of the things under the water. Nature surrounds us with elegant features. You can't go on a cruise and not see the creatures. So let's make some magic. Let's get ecstatic. Instantly classic. Maybe romantic. The wildlife around you. Cinematic on your fantastic cruise. Bon Beanie, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Fantastic Cruising. I am Matt. And I'm Kimbra. And uh, whoops, you caught me there because I was going to turn the air down so we don't <laughs> overheat our camera again. But uh, welcome to the podcast if you're listening in the future, watching in the future, or if you are live with us now on Facebook or YouTube. In the studio audience. In the live studio, live at Fantastic Studios, live studio audience. That sounds so cool. Much cooler <laughs> than what it actually is. <laughs> Maybe someday we'll do a, a live recording in front of real people that would be kind of cool wouldn't that be cool yeah that'd be a lot of fun that'd be awesome hey there is uh uh dan. Um, d dan yeah in the in the audience so anyway um we don't have a lot of of, of news to get into for this podcast we're going to get right into the topic pretty fast um i don't think we have anything except for the one thing we want to talk about the one thing which is the thing we talked about the down under cruisers Oh, right. That you want to start with that. Got it. We can do that. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, so here's what we're talking about. If you are new out there, um, there is a group we, if you listen to the podcast, you probably heard them last week, the down under cruisers. They have a YouTube channel, a Facebook group. We talked about last week. They have this really cool charity called helping hands for cruising. Uh, go ahead and throw up the, the logo there. Um, and basically what they do is they, they try and raise money to help people who are maybe not able to cruise for various reasons to go on a cruise. And they have their first person that is going with them on their group cruise, uh, Kenneth. They call him Kenny, but it always says Kenneth. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what she goes by. But I think he goes by Kenny. Kenny. Well, anyway, uh, we want to support this. We think it's a really great cause, and uh, it, it you know it's it's pretty awesome. So basically. They are doing a cruise-a-thon on June 5th. That's uh, June 5th in United States time. <laughs> and it's going to be going like all day long. And there's going to be a bunch of people that are doing um, segments, either a half an hour or a full hour. Some people will be just submitting videos to try and raise money for helping hands for cruising. And I have the... So real quick, before yep. you go into that, just so that I can put the logo down. So this is the logo and actually Matt created it to help out. I will take a little bit of credit for helping with the, <laughs> the idea of it, but it's all Matt. Well, all right. Anyway, that's not why that's not what it's about. No, right. it's not. It's so, not. so, uh, so here is, here is the, the current, um, itinerary. We can say itinerary, like it's a cruise, right? <laughs> um, this could change possibly. I think this is pretty solid though. So 8 AM that is Eastern standard time. Uh, down under cruisers, then at 8.30, Arthur's Cruises, then 9 until 10 is Rally Creative, 10 to 11 is Griswold Family Vacay, 11 until noon is Travel Tour Taste, from noon until 1 is Life is Good Today, from 1 until 2 is Journey with the Gingers, from 2 until 3 is Plump Travelers, from three until four is Spiker's Crazy Adventures. From four until five is JNN Travels. From five until six is some people called Fantastic Studios. That's that's the YouTube channel. If you're listening to the podcast going, I thought you were Fantastic Cruising. Yes, we, we were not smart when we did all this, but the YouTube channel is Fantastic Studios. The podcast is Fantastic Cruising. So um, six to seven is RV by the Wayside. Seven to eight is some some group called Lovey's Fat Life. I don't know if you've ever heard of them, uh, but you know I hear that I hear they're kind of nice people. Uh, eight to nine is the Traveling Gilberts. Nine to ten is us and more, who I believe are live right now, as we are. So go check them out too. Watch their video. And then at ten o'clock to eleven is the Ship Show. And then finally at eleven you get the Down Under Cruisers all over again. So. Uh, quite an itinerary. It's going to be a lot of fun. And um, 
there'll be links and stuff at the time also to, to donate to, to help this awesome cause. If you are interested in doing something beforehand, just go to Facebook, look for Helping Hands for Cruising. There's a YouTube the number channel. Four. Yes, the number four. Um, go to the Down Under Cruisers. There's information there. When we go on there live and stuff, we'll have it in there. If you look at the show notes from last week, there's information. I can toss it in this week too. Yeah, so there you go. So, so lots of opportunity for that. So that's our exciting news. It's coming up and there are a lot of really cool people that are involved in that. And uh, just, just really, you know, just another great thing that the cruising community is so awesome because people really stand together and help out and, and, you know, people are just chomping at the bit to, to help with these sorts of things. And it just, uh, you know, it warms, it warms the heart in this day and age when we all have to deal with people, maybe not being their, their best, um, you know, certainly if you work in a public space, uh, you deal, you've dealt with a lot of harshness lately. And uh, this kind of, you know, kind of turns that down a little bit. So pretty cool. All right. All right. Is it time to get into the main topic? Time to get into the main topic. So the main topic was inspired by my <laughs> first official cruise booking yes and the one the only well i mean technically there's three no there's only one well i guess there's only one okay there can be only one okay there's one tony dials there's there's three rooms there's three rooms he's not staying in all of them no that's he has friends anyways so, so one of the things that tony does when he books a cruise is he focuses on that cruise and only that cruise until that cruise happens. I don't know at all what that's like. Yeah. Right. Um, and he has been asking for details nonstop about these ports and excursions and everything that he can do. So Tony, this episode is for you. Aww. It is Labadee Haiti. Labadoozy. Labadoozy. That's the that's the drink. So there's a lot of reasons to go to Labadee Haiti. It is first of all, it it is a Royal Caribbean Corporation private island. So the only way you're getting there is Royal Caribbean or like celebrity or something like that. You can't go on Carnival or MSC or any of those cruise lines. Norwegian's not going to get you there. And as far as I know, that's the only port in Haiti that you can visit on a cruise. Is it? I think so. I could be wrong about that. There may be another port in Haiti, but I don't think so. At least not with the major cruise lines. I didn't do research on that. I think I think that's it. Because <laughs> Haiti, look, Haiti is um, Haiti's an interesting country. It's part of Hispaniola, which is a pretty big island. And most of Hispaniola is the Dominican Republic, which uh, you can go to on other cruise lines. And I've been there to two different ports. I think there's maybe three two or three cruise ports on um, Hispaniola or on Dominican Republic. Uh, but, but Haiti is, is kind of the, is a third, I think of it on the West side of the Island, but it is pretty big still. It's actually the third largest country in the Caribbean behind Cuba and the Dominican Republic. So it's, I guess it's bigger than Puerto Rico then, unless yeah. Puerto Rico is not considered a, country but it said it said my research said it was the third largest okay so uh haiti by the way uh, means land of high mountains so this is one of the cool things about you know if you live in florida <laughs> it's very flat but if you go to some of these caribbean islands especially in that portion you know talking saint thomas area and and uh and puerto rico and and hispaniola there's some mountainous areas so this has a lot of elevation, let's just say. It's been inhabited since at least 5000 BC, but of course Europeans got over there around the time of Columbus. Columbus was there, and uh, let me just tell you, I did a lot of, of research on Haiti. That's not really what we're going to focus on, but um, sometimes when I look at these islands, I get stuck looking at their history, and I, I spent a good portion of time uh, looking at Haiti's history, and man, I, I feel for the people of Haiti. They have not had an easy history. Like it's just been, it's been slavery. It's been disease. It's been economic hardship. It's been 
countries, European countries fighting for control. Like it's been horribly corrupt governments. It's just been one problem after another. It's still, they, they've had hurricanes. They've had that horrible earthquake that was so devastating. It has not been easy for the people of Haiti. Right. Not at all. So uh, the average income uh, of a person in Haiti is apparently about two U.S. dollars a day. Oh wow! Yeah, and that's rough. And and if if a lot of the people in that country, like some of the other Caribbean areas that are pretty poor, uh, a lot of them live in like shanty towns and stuff like that, which is one of the reasons why the earthquake was extra devastating. I mean, it was a bad earthquake, but really devastating for them. So. Anyway, that is Haiti, but the part that you'll be going to is Labadee, Haiti, which is uh, kind of closed off from the rest of Haiti. You can't really even leave the port area, not because of COVID, just because that's the way it is, unless you go on one of their excursions. So this is kind of like a, a Coco Cay kind of experience, but um, most of the stuff happens right there. They do have some things you can do to get you away from there, but... But before we go any further with that, because we're going to get into like options that you have um, and a little bit more about Labadee. Uh, one of the things that I know about Labadee is that they have a drink that is served on Labadee, which is called the Labadoozy. And, and it's a very popular drink. Many people have lots of positive things to say about this drink. Apparently, it's similar to the Coco Loco, but they add an extra ingredient. So, uh, so Kimber and I have made some labadoozies. Yes. And we've got we've got them already mixed and stuff in the in our little we put it in the refrigerator. It's frozen drink. I'm going to grab it so we can pour those into our glasses and then we'll tell you uh, how to make a labadoozy. Because we need a drink while we're um, <laughs> while we're doing this. Otherwise, we're not going to make it through. That's not true. All right. I, what I don't have is the Oh, you have the glasses. glasses. Excellent. Okay, so if you are watching, um, it's sort of a, it's it's actually a coral-colored drink. Oh, it is a coral. It's a very drink. pretty drink. We should have grabbed napkins or something. Yeah, who needs napkins? Okay. I have short sleeves, and uh, I'm just gonna pour it in here. Now the Labadoozy, I no, know that's not gonna work. That's not gonna work. No, you gotta take the whole lid off. Okay, the Labadoozy is a is a drink that our friend John Klaikowski has coveted and has been unsuccessful at finding this drink. Uh, he's been on lots of Royal Caribbean ships and he says, hey, make me a Labadoozy. And they either say, oh, we can't do that. Or one bartender made him a Labadoozy and then told him it wasn't really a Labadoozy. It was a Coco Loco because it didn't have uh, one of the ingredients that makes it different. Okay. So I'll be back. We, I might have to go pour this in there and bring it back. Okay. This is going to take some, some extra... <laughs> extra work. So while she's doing that, I will tell you. Sorry, I will tell you what is in this this drink, the Labadoozy. Uh, so basically, there are some fruit juices, or really fruit concentrates, but you can use juices. You just got to add a little more juice, and those would be orange juice, pineapple juice, and and this is the key ingredient that separates it apparently from the Coco Loco, and that is uh, papaya juice. So you mix those juices in. And if you want a recipe, you can go on Royal Caribbean's page and they have the actual recipe on there. So you can get the exact amounts and stuff like that. Uh, but then you're also going to add some other things. So you're going to add some cream of coconut. This is, we got one called uh, Simply Squeeze Cocoa Real, Real Gourmet Cream of Coconut. But you can get it a little can thing as well. Uh, you're going to put in a little bit of grenadine. Okay, which is like a cherry, sweetened cherry syrup. You're going to put in some uh, dark rum. We actually used Dorley's, which is, I don't know if it's technically a, a dark rum. Let's see if I can put this closer, if it'll focus on it here. There we go. Uh, but it's a decent, you know, it's a decent rum. It's from Barbados. Yeah. And then you're also going to put in some coconut rum. And I didn't want to go with the... Uh, the usual that everybody goes with, with coconut rum. So we tried this blue chair bay. Um, there we go. Oh, it likes my face. Blue chair bay coconut rum, uh, which is actually really good. This bottle is sticky though, which is kind of freaking me out a little bit, but because um, we've only opened it once and tried a couple 
little shots. Very smooth, though, I have to say. I, I was like, well, we could buy the cheap stuff that everybody gets, and I have nothing against that, but I wanted to go a little fancier, and I don't regret it. This Blue Chair Bay is, uh, I, don't, I don't know if it's like the most exclusive coconut rum. It's probably not, but I will say it's just, it's just good stuff. It's good stuff. All right, here we go. So thank you, Kimberly. I just want to say it's a good thing we didn't do that in here. Because oh, it got a, it, made a mess. It, yeah, well, because we we made it and it was a frozen drink and then we put it in the fri fridge. So it kind of like. Did you say Freya? I did. Fridge. fridge. We put um, it in the fridge. So it, it solidified a little bit and oh. it would have it would have been bad. Now, this is a low alcohol drink. So you can drink a lot of these out in the sun, not dehydrate yourself. Oh, wait. Anything like that. You cannot what? drink that yet. Oh, you're right forgot and we and this was uh we had to complete the the task i know if you're listening this is not super exciting right now but basically uh we've got the drink so go and watch the the youtube or the facebook probably the youtube and you can see this beautiful coral colored drink it does we do have a, a reusable uh large bore straw that makes it easier to to get this drink out but it is missing one ingredient that we had to add and and our total wine didn't have these but we found them at Publix. And, and you may be guessing what that is. Um, well, she's, I don't know. She got lost in the kitchen. I'm not sure. I'm not allowed. You know how hard it is to have a drink like this in your hand and not be able to drink it? Well, you're going to have to wait because this is not. <laughs> All right. She's back. Let's see what she's got. Oh, look at that. Look at that. <laughs> We've got. We've got the umbrellas. It's, it's looking at Kimbra. I don't blame it. I look at Kimbra too. But uh, there we go. Oh, mine's going to – I didn't even think about the color I picked. Oh, she's That's got okay. a green umbrella. It's a green screen. <laughs> oh, well. It's going to be really freaky. Like we got – who knew we had special effects today? Uh -oh. All right. Stick it in there. And uh, there And we go. you can't see it. Yeah, you can see it. I mean, you can see the top of I it. I mean, mine's, mine's wigging out a little That's bit too. That's okay. That's all right. Here well, we go. Cheers. All right, so I would love to tell you that this is the first time we tried this drink, but we tested it last night. Mm -hmm. We didn't know what we were doing, so we wanted to make sure that um, we knew what we were doing. Now, here's the thing about this this lava doozy: is that um, don't come to us for drink recipes because that is not our thing. Like we like drinks, but we're not like professional drink makers. Like. Go check out like the Degenerate Cruisers. They're like experts at drinks. Um, Adventures Ahead. They're pretty good at drinks. You know, these are the people to watch. If you want to know about fish and reptiles, we're the people for you. Scuba diving, snorkeling, we're the people for you. Making drinks, no, we're not. We're not your. <laughs> we're not your answer. But I can tell you, this is quite tasty. I'm. I'm actually impressed that this turned out. Because I know that there's other drinks we've attempted that have not. <laughs> yes, that's true. So this has been a success twice now because we yeah. did it last night and tonight. That's right. That's right. Now, here's the thing. I I like everything that's in this drink. There's nothing in this drink that I don't like. But for you, that's not the case. It's not. Um, basically, in this drink, I like the rum Yeah. and the grenadine. Yeah, because you don't like orange juice? Nope. You don't like pineapple juice. Pineapple juice is okay in small amounts. You don't like coconut. I don't like which coconut. is almost a, a, an end for this whole thing. You don't like coconut, but anyway, uh, you don't like what else is in it? I mean, papaya juice. Papaya juice. I've never had papaya you should juice try by some itself. Papaya juice. I, I love papaya juice. I love papayas. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, I don't. I don't love this drink, but I don't dislike it. My preference would be a half glass, but I will drink. I'm getting, I'm I getting a, it. I'm getting a headache right now from. <laughs> and uh, see the world with Chris says they're they're making homemade Butterfinger ice cream in the Ooh. in the comments there. I, that sounds delightful. That sounds really good. That sounds really amazing. All right, so the Labadoozy. Okay, it's it's worth it if you like if you like those things. Maybe if you don't. Check it out. This would be so good and refreshing on like a hot day. Oh yeah, in the sun, mm. swimming up to to like the the beach, the floaty yeah. bar yeah. off of the beach, mm -hmm. which you can do. 
You can. We might talk about it yeah. if we get to it. All right. Let's get to it. Let's okay. get to what you can do in Labadee, Haiti. So since it, this is easy because since only one cruise line really goes there, I mean, technically Celebrity and Royal go there. We just are going to go through some of the options that we see on Royal Caribbean's website. We did a little research on some of these things, so we know a little bit about them. And uh, we've asked some of you questions about it. Uh, thank you to... Thank you to Dave and Sue from Australia for letting us use that picture for our thumbnail of this of the signs at Labadee Haiti. So what do we got? So we're going to start with the excursions that are offered. And then if we haven't run out of time, we can uh, talk about some of the other things that are around. Okay. Um, so as far as excursions, they offer an excursion called a luxury sailing yacht experience. Okay. Um, which is, it's a, a three-hour excursion. Is it a three-hour tour? A three-hour <laughs> tour. Hmm. That sounds a little iffy. It does. Sounds if, a little skiffy. If, you're a, if your captain's name is the skipper, <laughs> go ahead and get off and pick something else. Unless you just want to live. I mean... Gilligan's Island didn't seem like that bad of a deal. I agree. They seem to be doing all right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's just it's just a sale on the on this yacht. Um, you get some complimentary alcohol and non-alcoholic beverages. Uh, you get to go on some remote islands and swim in some tropical waters and relax on deck. So that's you know, it's not bad. Not a bad deal. Yeah. A, a, a nice short tour. Yes, and then there is a Paradise Cove Escape and Haitian Village Experience, mm. which is also a three-hour. Seems to be a theme. I don't think that's the case for all of them. Oh, okay. Because right. I looked at all of them before we did this. <laughs> this takes you to a, like a private beach, uh, a little scenic boat ride to Paradise Cove, um, and, th and then you can, it looks like there's some, you go on a, a complimentary cocktail, embark on a kayak adventure along the shore, and then you go on a, with a knowledgeable guide, teaching you the village experience and experience the sights, sounds, and rhythms. So it's a, cult, a little bit of a cultural experience. And uh, these are mentioning like oh, that's, fishermen's boats and stuff. It, out it there. says, um, "Learn how peanut butter and coffee are prepared." Uh, it peanut butter flavored coffee? It says, listen to lo local music and learn how peanut butter mm. and coffee are prepared. Mm. One thing we have heard about um, Haiti is that some of the sales people can be a bit aggressive. So just be careful of that. Uh, one of our friends said that he, was, he went to the little um, marketplace and they asked what his name was. He told them, and they immediately etched his name onto a shot glass. I've got a friend in my glass here. Um, and then wanted him to buy it. And he was like, uh, no. <laughs> uh, and look, I feel for the people. Like I said, they've been through a lot. But they can be a little aggressive. Just know that. And uh, maybe if you're not comfortable with that, stay away from the vendors. But even like, even some of the videos that we watched, um, they were talking about boats coming out to them to try and sell them stuff, which yeah. is pretty pretty aggressive sell selling. So, okay. And so the next option is a Sandbar Island Adult Party. Oh. Yeah. So this is, there's a, a power boat um, that will take you out for a leisurely cruise. Two and a half hour tour. Yes. So. It's a little private island. It's like a little bitty tiny island that you can go hang out on and, um, yeah, this is also, there's a, we're going to talk about, there's a snorkeling excursion and they take you right by this little island as well. So you might be able to see a little bit of coral from this island. One, one of the things that we've heard um, is that this is not the place to go for snorkeling and scuba diving. There's really no scuba diving excursions offered that we saw at all, but um, the snorkeling excursion, we, we actually watched um, Don. Don's mm -hmm. um, family, family travels. Wow, I can't think of it. <laughs> it's not that strong, folks. 
But anyway, <laughs> um, watching the video, I was like, well, this looks kind of cool. And then he, he kind of gave his two cents about it. And I guess he was out there for 40 minutes and all the cool stuff we saw in like two. So, um, but there was some snorkeling from the shore that looked like it was okay. Yeah. It's kind of rubbly reef. If you're not like really into snorkeling, it's probably not going to be that exciting. Uh, there's not like lots of big bright fish jumping out. It's more little stuff. It reminded me of maybe uh, some of the rubbly areas in Half Moon K or something like that. I love that kind of area. It's it's probably you know not the best snorkeling place, but it it is there is stuff to snorkel at. The other thing that we found from watching different videos and stuff is that it seems like the water gets pretty clouded up once a lot of people get there and start kicking everything up. So that may, you know, might make it less good. Yeah. Um, the next option is Amiga Island Experience. That was an old computer, I think, the Amiga. Was it? I think so. Okay. Um, and it's a scenic cruise um, to Amiga Island. Um, I did not read all the details on these. I just read what <laughs> it's they a, were. It's another boat ride. It's, yeah. it's a, this one is a three-hour tour. It's another three-hour tour. This is the theme here. And uh, there's... Oh, sip a complimentary signature Amiga cocktail. Oh, is it the Labadoozy or is it something different? I don't know. It's, don't know. it's a signature Amiga cocktail. Has anybody had the signature Amiga cocktail? What's that all about? But there's a picture of the island. It's another little island that you can go and hang out at. Yeah. Um, pretty cool. Yes, and then the next, oh, goodness. So one of the things that is interesting about places like Lavity is because it is a cruise-owned port, um, there's a lot of stuff to do right in the port. You don't have to pay to do these extra things, but sometimes it can get a little crowded. Maybe it won't be for a while. And so you can pay a little extra to get to this further off spot. So that's kind of in right on a boat. I, I mean, you're on a ship, but then you get on a boat. So these these are some of the, the reasons you would want to do some of these sorts of things. What do we got here? So speaking of at the port itself, the next one is the Arawak Aqua Park, which is... Um, what are you doing? I thought it was raining. Okay. Make it rain, make it... Sorry. It's raining, men. Hallelujah, it's raining, men. Anyways... <laughs> Um, the Aqua Park is basically a bunch of floaty things that you can climb all over and stuff in the water off of one of the beaches. Yeah, if, you, if you've been to Coco Cay, they have these there. Uh, I've seen them other places too. It's yeah, it's basically a bunch of inflatable things that make up a water park. You pay money, you get to go do it. A lot of fun for the kids. Probably not great for adults. Maybe. Maybe like young, young adults might enjoy this. Um, but yeah, it seems more like a kid, kind of a kid thing. Uh, that would be a lot of fun. I would have enjoyed that as a child. Uh, yep. And then you can also get the Aqua Park and Dragon's Tail Coaster mm. combo, which is basically it gives you time at the Aqua Park. And then you can also go on the Dragon's Tail Roller Coaster, which is, was it 300 feet of track? Something like that. that. Yeah, we, we should probably talk about that because yeah. there's there's two real things that stand out about Lavity Haiti besides the Lavadoozy. And those things are both named Dragon something, which automatically should make us more interested in it. But uh, basically, the, the first one is this roller coaster. So this is not a typical roller coaster. Think like um, bobsled is how it's often described. It's usually going to be one person that sits on the sort of toboggan type cars it is a, a wheeled track and you basically go go down it's not it's not a huge track but what's interesting about it is um, the maximum weight is 350 pounds if you have two people on there so maybe you could have an adult and a kid or two very skinny people could go in there but no most of the time it's going to be individuals riding on there and you have brakes so you can cause this to, to stop and stuff, and you can control your speed. The maximum speed it'll go is like 30 miles per hour. Mm -hmm. It looks kind of treacherous, but it looks kind of cool. Uh, I know several people who have gone on it, and I've seen some of the photographs they've taken, and there are some amazingly beautiful scenes. If you watch some videos of this, 
uh, just gorgeous, gorgeous scenery that you can see. There's there's our friend Dave riding on there. He he posted this, so I feel like I, I can post it. <laughs> I'm sure, because when I asked him if I could use a sign, he was like, don't ever ask me for anything. Yeah, just so do it. I'm not asking, I'm just doing it. But there you can <laughs> see, it's just a real small, like I think you buckle in with a seatbelt, and then like you kind of control the speed. Yep. Yep. So it's, it looks kind of interesting and it's very unique. Like there's, there are other coasters like that that exist, but there aren't very many. So it is a, a very unique experience, especially in the cruise world. I think there might be something similar in Jamaica maybe, but, um, and I know there's stuff like that in other places, but, uh, but kind of a cool thing. And you're, you know, the scenery is just uh, breathtaking, breathtaking scenery. Now, there's also another dragon thing, which is called the Dragon's Breath Zipline. And this is it, what it boasts. It's like the, the longest zipline in the Caribbean or something like that. It's the highest one in the Caribbean. Yeah. It's, it's basically, um, it's a one zip. And you go down the side of this mountain because there are kind of mountainous areas or hills. Um, it's It goes pretty fast. I think 50 or 60 miles per hour, I want to say. It goes. Something like that. It's, it's fast. Uh, you sit in kind of a harness, and so you're not just holding on. I mean, you're always strapped in in a zipline, but it's more of a seated thing. Um, I'm not a zipline guy. It just doesn't do anything for me. I'm not a fan of heights and dangling, but but I have ziplined, and I just, it doesn't appeal to me. But if you are an adrenaline junkie, if you are somebody that likes ziplining, this is probably a must-do for you because it is, you know, kind of, it's like one of those, check it off your list kind of zip lines. So I've heard mixed reviews about this. I've heard people that were really looking forward to it, that loved it, and others that were like, eh. So, uh, but but it's very popular. And, um, oh, Mallory says that those are called, considered alpine coasters. I was going to say that. Oh, okay. Cool. Cool. And Tony's wondering if the key adds any benefits to things that are free on the island. So there are some things that are free on the island. Um like chairs that you can get. Um, there are a lot of things you can pay for, which we'll talk about in a little bit here. I don't think there's anything specific that I am aware of that the key offers a benefit for, but uh, there might be some little perks. Uh, probably not. The key is mostly for like shows. It's for getting, it might get you off the boat, off the ship earlier. Sorry, didn't mean to say boat. Um, it might have some perks like that, but I don't know that there's anything specific on the island that it'll help you with. Yeah. So there's there's also another dragon thing, right? If we're talking about dragons, it's the, the, the water slide. The dragon splash. Yeah, which is just looks like this kind of a standard water slide. I think, I don't know if it's newer. I had never heard about it till we started doing this research, but it exists. It's a thing. It's a little water slide. And, and it's, a, it's a physical water slide, not like an inflatable thing on the water. Yeah. Water slide. And but it's in that area. You said the, the zip line is called the dragon's... Dragon's breath. Breath. Mm -hmm. And then there's also, we saw the dragon's fire tail. Mm. Was that the other one? Yeah, that was new too. I'm sure we'll come across it. I don't have it. It looks like up. a zip line that you you do like kind of Superman pose. Yeah, on. like like it wraps around more like your chest and belly, and yeah. you're like going face down. Yeah, yep. Adam says Alaska's back for 2021. Yeah, that's what I said earlier to you. Oh, okay, okay. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And Dan says he loves zip lines. Um. Yeah. He's oh he's, he's have you done that one, Dan? Really cool, but too quick, over too fast. Gotcha. Dragon's flight. Dragon's Mallory flight. says Dragon's okay. flight. Yes, that makes more sense. Yes, well, it, I mean, it I does. Dragon's breath, Dragon's fire is kind of redundant, so. Yeah, I don't know. It, it'll pop up when we get to it. Mm. Um, and then some of the other excursions is there are some different cabanas and bungalows that you can rent. I'm not going to talk about each one because they're kind of what they are and they're different. Yeah. Various prices. They have different perks. You know, if you're looking, this is a great place. If you're looking for that nice, relaxing beach day, this is a place for that. And there are options from beds on the beach. You can rent to, um, to these really, ex, you know, kind of exclusive bungalow type things. There is a private Island on there too. That is for some of their um, higher guests 
and stuff called Barefoot Beach, yeah. I think. And it's also got things you can rent there. So those, there are a lot of different options for, for that kind of thing, um, varying in price depending on what the amenity is. But those are, those are all options. But you can, I believe, get chairs for no cost. Just regular lounger chairs yeah. are, and apparently they're they're plentiful. pretty pretty plentiful, which yes. is good. Yes. Um, and then another one is the Discover Haiti Coastal Cruise. Okay. Which is another cruise ride boat. Some culture, some history, shipwrecks, and coastal villages. Okay. Cool. Yeah, and then um, the Dragon's Breath Flight Line. That's the zip line. Um, the dragon's bliss, the dragon's splash is the water slide. Dragon's tail. And you can do, I think we probably already said this, but you can do like a, a whole day pass for some of these, or you can do individual prices for some of these. Yeah, dragon's fire flight line. Hmm. Yeah, that's the like Superman like one. Uh, floating beach map. Yeah, so that's like. 20 bucks, basically 19 bucks. It's just a floating beach mat. Yeah. There's the bed is $175 is what it's going for right now. And you get a nice bed on the beach. It's not that private if you're thinking that. Okay. It's not, but no, don't but do if that you wanna, on the beach. But if you just want to sleep on the beach, I mean, there's covers, I guess, if you're, I guess, shuttle or something. But, um, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, and then there's the island escape. Which is, let's see, where does it That's take you to? That's that sand island. Oh, that yeah. takes you to Amiga Island Amiga, as well. Oh, Amiga Island, okay. Yeah. Yep. Oh, it says yoga. You can do yoga on your island escape. That's a stretch for me. Okay. Um, there's kayaks. Which you can rent for an hour for about 40 bucks for an hour, which is a little pricey, but not bad for a cruise kayak adventure. They're not glass bottom. They are solid kayaks can't tell if there's i think they're sit on tops can't really tell Let's see if there's better from pictures. the picture if you're not sure what that means so some kayaks you sit in and they're not really fully enclosed like a river kayak but there's a cockpit that you sit in and other ones they're they're fully sealed and they have seats like kind of um molded on the top and you sit on those our kayaks that we have are sit on tops yes i i like sit on tops because i like to jump in the water jump back yeah. out that kind of thing but um, the sit-ins are a little more comfortable, generally. There's a walking history tour. So that's kind of cool. It's uh, about 24 bucks for an hour. Yeah, that's cool. And then um, sip and paint, which is like a, like a painting with a twist sort of thing. Looks like they're painting a three-dimensional thing. Though. Are they? Okay, I'll click on it. Let's see. <laughs> Um, learn how model boats are assembled by local master craftsmen. Okay, though, that sounds a lot more cool. Yeah, see, that looks, looks okay. a little different. Okay, so that's cool. Mm -hmm. There's a snorkel safari. But that's the one that we saw Don do, um, which looked good I don't, I don't from the video. I don't think that's this one. Oh, he, no, no, he a did different a different one. No, so maybe they go this to a is, different spot. This is on a cat catamaran. He did a speedboat. Oh, oh yeah, he was on a little speedboat. Yeah, but, but it, it probably goes to the same probably, spot. Yeah. Which again, the footage he had, there, we there, go. there did look like there was some cool stuff there, but it's it's little. Like one of his comments is, "All the fish were very little." That's because the type of coral reef he was on is a juvenile coral reef. That's just the nature of, of that type of ecosystem. Uh, I thought it was really cool, but it might have there. I don't think there was a lot of it there. And it looked like the water was not super crystal clear. And um, there were things further down and it was hard to tell the depth, but it looked like it was probably maybe 10 to 15 feet, which if you're going to stay on the surface, which he did, he had a full face mask. So you're staying on the surface pretty much. Um, yeah, if it, the water's not super clear, you're not going to see a whole lot. You've got to be able to swim down. So if you're not a snorkeler that does that, it may not be the place to snorkel for you. And even if you are, there may be more exciting, different things to do on this island than snorkeling through the excursion. Just jump in the water, look at a few fish, and then, you know, go do the roller coaster or something or relax on the beach. Yeah. Um, and then there's the speedboat and snorkel, which is 
which is what we were just talking about, which is what Don did. He said the speedboat was cool. Yeah, he said he really liked the speedboat. Let's see. And then we have the sport fishing. Okay, that's something that you see every now and then if you're into fishing. Sometimes those are available on these kind of areas. So uh, that's expensive, though. That's 240 bucks. Oh, wow. Um, so you, they must take you out on a boat. Yeah. A scenic boat ride. So this is like a chartered fishing expedition, basically. Yeah. Um, so if you're really into fishing, this could be pretty exciting, I think. Hmm. Okay. And then, then we have the Labadee Traditions, which is basically doing all the cultural stuff. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the gist. There's a lot more words. Oh, beer tasting. Yeah, I was going to say, I see um, colonial furniture, weaponry from Haitian Revolution, which I learned all about today, and a gigantic earth oven, waterfront guest house, Haitian voodoo. So so it's, it's history. There's a lot of opportunity for history and culture here. It looks like pretty cool. There's like some jet skis you can do. There. So there's, there's a lot of things like that that you can rent and explore as well. Uh, what is that one? Is that a parasail? Parasail. That's the last one on there? That's the last one on there. Hmm. So there you go. So that, so Lavity Haiti is, it looks like it's it's similar to maybe Half Moon K, Coco K, Princess K, some of these islands. But there does seem to be more to do than, say, Half Moon K, which I'm not saying anything bad about Half Moon K at all. I love Half Moon K. But, um, you know, there's there's extra amenities there. It looks like maybe it's not ideal or the best place to snorkel. But if you want a beautiful scenery and a relaxing day with uh, multiple beaches, so there's not just one beach, um, this is going to be a great spot. And it looks like a lot of fun. Definitely want to get there at some point and check it out. And have an actual Labadoozy in Haiti, where you're supposed to have a Labadoozy. I'm not completely done with it, but I'm pretty close. Hmm. Anything? Wow, you got a lot more Labadoozy than I do. Um, anything else you want to say about Haiti? About Haiti? Um, I don't know. I mean, I think it seems like a pretty good place to just chill like if you've got a lot of other ports where you're going and doing like crazy active excursions then this is definitely like your chill port or if you just like to chill then this is the port for you right and that's one of the benefits of doing these sort of private island ports is you get off the ship and this one is not a tender ship a tender port so you get off the ship and you don't have to spend a dime you can just go and enjoy some of the amenities that are there. And um, it's to me, I like it more than like maybe that like Amber Cove or something that's a big built up thing. I know a lot of people like those, but it's like a swimming pool. I go to a swimming pool in Florida. I want the Caribbean. So this is the Caribbean. So you can really experience that. And uh, no stress, no problem, no worries. It's There's a free uh, buffet lunch that you get. It's all food from the ship. That they bring off. And One of my favorite things about these private islands is you use your your card. So whether mm -hmm. it's your your sail and sign card with Carnival or your sea card with Royal Caribbean or whatever your card is with whatever other cruise line that I haven't been on, <laughs> um, you use your card at that port. So you don't have to carry around all kinds of cash and credit cards unless you're like going off and doing something. Yeah, I don't know separate. if the vendors will take probably it won't take a C card, but. Um, but all, yeah. all the cruise line related things. Yeah, take to, that to do the roller coaster and the water slide and to rent stuff and to get drinks. It's it's kind of like an extension of the ship. Yeah, and I, I think that's really the the beauty of these private islands is they are literally an extension of the ship. So it's it's like it's like you're still on board and all the all the great positives about being on the ship and how easy and comfortable that is but you're not on the ship. And so that's really the, what, what shines about all these private islands yeah. that, are, that are owned by one company, which the private islands are all pretty much in that situation. I shouldn't say Island cause it's, it's not a private Island. Labadee Haiti is just a, a private port yeah. in Haiti. So, so there you go. Cool. 
We're going to get to the, the next seg- segment. Now? Is it time for that? It's time. All right. Well, this cruise creature this week was inspired by some new animals that we actually got at work, which are some jellyfish. These are Atlantic sea nettles. Sorry, go ahead. I thought it was going to play like a video, but it's. Is it not playing the video? It's playing the video, but we're not on the screen. Oh, that's okay. I know. So go ahead. So basically, if you are interested in seeing this video and you're listening, just go to YouTube check it out. Uh, but basically they're Atlantic sea nettles. They are a fairly common jellyfish. They are found all the way up the East coast of the United States, throughout the Gulf of Mexico. They're down in the Caribbean. They're in the South America. They are one of the largest range jellyfish in the world. Um, their size varies depending on where they're found, but typically they're fairly small bell shape on this jelly, uh, usually just a few inches, but there are areas where they get more like, I think, seven, eight, maybe even nine inch bells on them. Um, Really pretty jellyfish. Also, if you are watching the video, you may notice there's some different colorations that you might find. So you might see some that are kind of white and some that have a little bit of a maroon color to them, orange color to them. Uh, It just varies from species to species. But uh, also in that video, if you're watching it, they have really, really long tentacles. And this is a jelly that can give you a sting. And I'm pretty sure this is the jellyfish that I've been stung by mostly. I've been stung by jellyfish quite a few times. And I think I usually don't see them, but I'm pretty sure this is what they are. Like I feel those long tentacles wrap around just because of the area that I'm in and the type of experience. I think it's a sea nettle. Uh, They're not horribly painful, but I mean, you'll know you got stung by a jellyfish. So uh, pretty interesting. But what I really wanted to focus on, though, uh, talking about jellies is is their their life cycle, because jellyfish have a really interesting life cycle. So Basically, uh, the jellyfish that everybody thinks of as a jellyfish is that called the medusa phase of the jellyfish, which is kind of that that bowl shape, upside down bowl shape with the tentacles hanging off of it. That is the adult medusa phase of the jellyfish. But when it comes to how jellyfish go through their life cycle, there's other phases. So what will happen is a, a, a boy jellyfish and a girl jellyfish who love each other very much. No, that's not actually what happens. The boy jellyfish will uh, put a bunch of sperm out into the water. And then the, the female jellyfish, the girl jellyfish, will take that sperm in to some part of her, depending on the species, and uh, mix it up, you know, just like we did the labadoozy. And uh, ta-da! You get little planula, which are larval jellyfish, which look like little bitty microscopic flatworms. And what they will do is they will swim around and grow for a little bit. And then once they get to a certain size, they will um, they will settle onto a hard surface. And they're little tiny, like the size of a pencil tip. And they look like little baby sea anemones, little uh, kind of, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not a disc, but a little... Um, Wow, like a little cylinder with tentacles on it. There's another word I'm thinking of there. But anyway, they will look like that. And what they will do then depends on the water quality. So if the water quality is not ideal, um, they can clone themselves. And you will get more and more of these little uh, polyp-shaped Larva. Polyp, the word you were looking for? Polyp's not the word. Basal disc is, I guess, maybe disc was the word I was looking for. I don't know. Maybe that Labadeezy was stronger than I thought. Anyway, um, they will create more of these little polyps. So you can get hundreds and hundreds of these little polyps. They're all basically clones of the same thing. Then when the water quality is good, they will change and do something called a strobula, I think is the word. I don't have that on the on my page here. And and they will strobe, strobilate. I, I might be saying that wrong. But uh, basically what that means is they'll create little Medusa jellyfish and they'll kind of stack up. And then the one on the top will get like released into the water. It'll swim away and it'll grow up and become 
an adult jellyfish. And then they can make baby jellyfish, but it'll be through sexual reproduction where you get your genetic diversity instead of just cloning and stuff. So you can't see this because you don't have that screen up, but Dan said, I'm never going to look at a Labadoozy the same way again. <laughs> as you should, as you shouldn't. Do. Uh, so, so yeah, so interesting, interesting thing. Now you may have heard of something called the immortal jelly and the immortal jelly is as the name would imply essentially immortal. But uh, let me explain what that means. Basically the immortal jelly uh, it, it will go through this phase where it is in the little uh, polyp phase where it's putting out the, the little clones and stuff. And then the adults will grow into the adult Medusa phase. But if something happens, and this is one individual species, something happens that is negative to this jelly, like they have a bad day. Um, they, someone calls them names. Someone calls them names, you know, some jelly brain. They don't even have a brain. But uh, what will happen is they can revert into the polyp phase and then produce more of the little medusas, essentially making them immortal. Oh. Right? So they are literally potentially immortal unless something like eats them or something. like That's that. cool. Yeah. I wish I could yeah, do that. Right? It'd be pretty awesome. Like all of a sudden, oh, you get to where, you know, you're you're not feeling very well anymore. Maybe, you know, you're getting a little up there in age and then you just, boom, I'm just going to become a child again. And then when I'm ready, I'll become an adult again and I'll just keep doing that over it's and like over like Benjamin again. Button. Yes. It is a lot like Benjamin Button. But that is that is it. That is the uh, That is the jellyfish. Do you have any questions about jellyfish? You're going to be working the jelly touch encounter tomorrow. I am. We'll see how that goes. Most I, common question I get at the jelly touch encounter is, does it sting? Yeah, I know how to answer that one. I say every 33rd person. No, I don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a funny one. <laughs> yeah, usually usually I stick with the, um, how does it feel? Oh, yeah, I think so too. And then... They're like, it's so cool, and then walk away, and then we do the same thing again. So that's how I get through doing what I don't typically do. So if you're wondering what a jellyfish feels like, um, they are 90% water. What do you What do you think they feel like? Um, so they've got a little bit of structure to them called the mesoglea. You're being like, like just what does it feel like? <laughs> it feels like... Um, like silicone. Okay. So when people walk <laughs> up and they're like terrified to touch it. Like jelly. I tell them it feels bag. like a wet gummy bear. Oh, that's a pretty good. Yeah, that's a pretty good description. You can't say silicone well, to a three-year-old. Look, okay. But I more than one person has said that they remind them of, of certain yeah. implants that it, that will further indulge. Yes, but children and, won't say that. No, they won't. Well, I mean, you never know. Well, that's age, true. Actually. But, but they, wet gummy bear works for everyone. Wet gummy bear is a much better way to describe that and it's kind of what it feels like like <laughs> like you were saying it's it's kind of solid ish feeling but it's gelatinous and a little slimy a little bit slimy a little bit rock and roll okay <laughs> and, and that's it you you know we we don't let people touch the tentacles be, not because they'll sting the species that you have in touch Areas are not ones that are going to sting you in any way that you can feel, but um, jellies, jellyfish, coral, anemones, they're all related. They have these stinging cells, and some of them don't sting. Some of them just grip, and they're kind of sticky, and so, and some of them may do both. Well, on these jelly uh, animals, that you would not get stung and feel a pain, but they might stick, and then if somebody moves their hand real quick, it could tear them because they're 90% water. They're very fragile life forms. And, and we actually have a really good success ratio with jellies in this encounter, but that's because we are very strict about how people interact with them to make yes. sure they're doing it in a gentle way. Don't touch jellies in the wild though. No, Bad no, idea. Especially if you're in Australia or really Indonesia, any of those places bad idea or in general just don't do that <laughs> usually you're okay if you touch the bell but there are some exceptions to that rule 
what's one of those exceptions? I don't know off the top of my head, but okay. I know I know there are some that have stinging cells on the bell, but most of them don't. Most of them, it's on the tentacles. Okay. Only. So cool. there's always exceptions. Never say always and when you're talking about biology, because there's always an exception to that rule. Always. Except for the exception. Except there's there's no exception to the not being an exception. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, we got anything else? I don't think I have anything else that I can think of. Well, actually, let's, because we have a couple minutes, let's talk about Teespring because that's a thing that we have. Okay. We have merch on Teespring and we've recently updated all of it so that it's like. We updated the catalog. We did. We, yeah, we only yeah. added, we didn't even really add a new design. We just added we a did. new version of a design. We added the fantastic studios design. Oh yeah. That is, that it wasn't on there. Was it? Yeah. No, okay. so we did add a new design. I mean, we did that a few weeks ago. So, and we talked about it then, but if you didn't listen to that or you forgot, that's a thing we did. So go and check that out. The You can find the link in the show notes to our podcast, to YouTube over on the fantastic cruising community on face, Facebook. Oh, and, uh, here one real quick, since it's on here. Um, Tony says, how many tentacles does an octopus have? Oh, well, Tony, is that a trick question, Tony? Oh, is it? Is that a trick question? Yeah. I mean, I, I think it, I think it is. Is it? Yeah. Let's see what he says. He said tickles at first. So that's did, how, how many tickles does it? <laughs> is all the tickles? Tickle, tickle, tickle. <laughs> if you think the answer is eight. You're wrong. Because it's not. What is the answer, Kimbra? Zero. They don't have any tentacles. They have. What do they have? They have arms. They have arms. Yeah. So uh, what's the difference? The difference is that arms are able to move and manipulate things. And that's what an octopus can do. Um, tentacles are like the, think of the jellyfish where they're just kind of these wavy things. They might be able to move them a little bit, but they, uh, they don't have near the muscle control. And so that's how science differentiates between those two things. We're not saying that to be persnickety. We're saying that because it just, helps us describe things more specifically so that we know what we mean when somebody says, hey, this animal has tentacles, this animal has arms. And we go, oh, I already know a little bit more about what you're describing. So that's that's it. Cool. Ten tickles. <laughs> Ten tickles. <laughs> Ten tickles. <laughs> oh. I get it. <laughs> A squid has two tentacles. I, I get it. That was, that. that was How a joke. How many tickles does an octopus octopus have? Tentacles. Tentacles. Oh. But, they do, but see, I just I, ruined your joke, Tony. I'm sorry for that. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> I did not get that at all. But it's funny. <laughs> it is funny. <laughs> all right. Do you have anything else? I got nothing. Perfect. Well, then on that note, it's time to head for the horizon. And until next time, seize the day. Have a fantastic week, everybody. We're back. Thanks for hanging in after the credits. If you are listening in the future, watching in the present, um, this is when we come on and do something fun and exciting after the credits roll. But we're not very prepared tonight. I think because we knew we had to work tomorrow. We're just I mean, not This, this week has just prepared. kind of totally thrown us off. It has a bit. A bit. We had fun last weekend. Well, well, that's what we can do. We can talk about what we did last weekend. We went to, we were going to go kayaking, but it was kind of windy. So we changed our minds from that. And then they finally opened the spring that's right by us called Lithia Springs. It's like 20 minutes away. And we've been waiting for the spring to open because all the other springs in Florida have opened except for Lithia Springs. So Lithia Springs finally opens. We went to check it out and, um, 
and we went back the next day. We were yeah. filming. We, we've started filming stuff for our fantastic guide to snorkeling. Um, I sort of did started that with the cruise geeks, but we're going to redo what I did and we're going to focus more on, we're going to do gear stuff. That's what I did with the cruise geeks one, but we're going to really focus on um, snorkeling techniques and they're going to be short videos. So it'll be this tip and that tip and this tip and that tip. So we've already got uh, several things filmed. We just have to edit them, put them together, get them all polished up and get them out there for you guys. But if there's something you want to know about snorkeling, then let us know and we will add it to the list. We've already had a couple of suggestions that, uh, that we have, I think we already had them on the list, but you never know. We might not, we might not think of something. Yeah. So cool. Uh, 